Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Electric Leftovers. My name is Jason. How are you today? Has it been a good day? Have you had a good new year so far? Um, it's been a bit early to tell. But thankfully, uh, not much changing in the world. I mean, things were looking good. Oren Hatch is going to leave finally after 40-something years. Uh, plus, he even is finally getting around to running on tournaments like he was uh, doing 40-something years ago. So, good for him. And uh, Donald Trump still tweeting to North Korea about the size of his button. So, all is right with the world. Unfortunately, the world is a horrible place. Um, how are you? I didn't mean to bring you down so much. Uh, let's move on quickly, shall we? So we uh, you know, kind of keep things a little... Uh, over at the website, since last we spoke, we've got some more Parasite Eve from Scarlet, Bioshock from Scarlet, and Garodan from Scarlet for his monthly for December, which, my fault, I got him out kind of late. I apologize. Um, <clears throat> Garudan is Scarlet's monthly. I did Hedora, and these are games by Loco Melito, who makes some retro-style games like retro arcade style games for the PC. Really, really friggin' good games. Um, over at the site still, we have Labyrinth of Zooks from Coolio, the first game in the Zooks series. Uh, and for me, we've got some more Euphoria and some more Magical Quest starting with you, along with Hidora. Been a lot of stuff going up lately. Uh, we have the giant Gila monster over in the forums for Mystery Science Theater as well. And for whatever friggin' reason, we've been getting pinged with bots a bit here. I've been trying to keep an eye on it, and I think I've got it sorted out a bit. Um, I don't know what's been going on with that. I apologize. But there it is, and there you go. I mean... If I can't catch them before they get there, I gotta catch them after. So far, we've had a pretty good um, ratio of catching them before they show up. I don't know why they're sneaking in now. But... And I don't know where they're coming from either. Uh, a lot of the IP addresses that they've been coming from are from India. And that doesn't really mean anything. But the IP addresses in India could be a proxy. Who knows? Uh, yeah, as of right now, 26 people wandering on the forums. Two of them are for sure bots, 24 are guests, which means they're spam bots. More than likely, that's what that means. If you are not a spam bot, though, register. Say hi. How are you? Uh, that all said, uh, let's move on with the show. Thank you. 
King DDD steals the star rod. It's up to Kirby to recover the fragmented pieces from Triple D's underlings and restore power to the Fountain of Dreams. Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland is an action-packed side-scrolling adventure chock full of awesome copy abilities and fast-moving gameplay. Kirby may not look tough, but he can float over dangerous obstacles, eat enemy projectiles, and copy his enemy's abilities. You can use these skills in a single-player story mode or multiplayer mode with up to three friends using the Game Boy Advance Link Cable. Remember that thing? I don't know anybody who had that. This is Kirby, Nightmare in Dreamland for the Game Boy Advance. Uh, not the NES one. Somebody, I don't remember who, requested I play a Kirby game. So I played this one. It's just like the NES game, but on the Game Boy Advance, which means it looks a little better and sounds worse. The sound on the Game Boy Advance is not very good. Uh, seven videos, 100% of it, I believe. Pretty sure. This is a while ago. Uh, I like Kirby. It's not my favorite Kirby game. That would have been the one we talked about last time. But this is still a very fun, fun game to play. Enjoy it. Thank you. 
time to do the review, and I have a question. Is Dreamland one word or two? Because I see it both ways all the time. I, like, I see Mega Man as two words all the time, except when Jade types it. When Jade types it, it's one word. I don't know. Uh, looking at our list, by the, it's a Kirby game, by the way, maybe you picked up on that. Looking at the list, I don't see anybody that we've had any reviews from before, and generally this is a four to five heart game, but I do see one that's a half, and I do see two that are one and a half. So let's close our eyes. That one. So, starting with this one. I hope Kirby vacuums this game up. A Kirby's Dreamland 3 review by Jet Hyena. Oh, my favorite Mega Man X slash Metal Gear Solid boss, Jet Hyena. Firstly, I should say that I'm a huge fan of Kirby, and hyenas for that matter. It says that. And I've been playing Kirby when I was very young, so don't think I have anything against the pink puffball. But seriously, I hope this game gets vacuumed up by Kirby. I feel that there are two teams spewing Kirby games. The one that makes the wonderful tales of Dreamland with cool characters like Kirby, Meta Knight, DDD, etc., and the idiot squad that churns out the stories of Dark Matter and includes doofus characters like the hamster and the owl and the fish. While I really like the animals, this idiot squad chooses domestic, meaning boring, animals with the exception of the owl. If there was a wolf or a hyena or a snake, I wouldn't complain. Graphics 2 out of 10. This game looks like garbage. More specifically, it looks like some kid scribbled out some sprites and sold them to HAL slash Nintendo. Everything is the wrong color. The graphics are scribbly. Kirby's animation is pretty bad. The reason I didn't give the game 1 out of 10 is because they use parallax, which under normal circumstances, cool. The animations are choppy and slow, and I have nothing in recommended to recommend excuse me, in terms of graphics. If this game were a work of art, no museum would ever buy it. Sound, music, 4 out of 10. The music sounds distinctly un-Kirby-like. The beat and tone are depressing, boring, yawn. If one had played Kirby 64, which I think was awful, the music is either similar or identical. I can't stand it. The sound, well, it's awful. It sounds pretty bad, and I think Kirby's Adventure, my favorite, was a lot better, even on an 8-bit system. The sound is hard to describe other than bad, but I think it might be because of junked-up music drowns it out. Control, 2 out of 10. Okay, I must say that the control is unbelievably slow and unresponsive. It's hard to handle weapons. <clears throat> Kirby is sluggish in water, and there's some kind of interference whenever Kirby blows out air. Not to mention that flying is awkward and the screen doesn't scroll with Kirby properly. Gameplay, 1 out of 10. Help! This game is tedious and boring. After a few stages, everything seems to be the same except a few outstandingly frustrating parts. In addition to the horrible controls, there are very few weapons and they're awful. Let's see. Fire, like the fireball in Kirby's Adventure, a fire dash, except it's horribly slow, the range is awful, and there is no kick when Kirby hits a wall. Broom, whose idea was this? Kirby can sweep at the room and the dust hurts enemies. The attack slows the game down and is hard to actually use. Spark, instead of firework sparks flying, like Kirby's Adventure, this new spark makes Kirby glow a bit and sometimes damage enemies. Parasol, <coughs> the parasol is hard to handle, don't use it. 
In Kirby Superstar for the SNES, Kirby can do a parasol drill, a charge attack, etc. But not here. Cutter. Yes! Finally a decent attack. Kirby throws normal, effective boomerang cutters, which makes the, these seem bad is that Kirby Superstar, another SNES game, has a very advanced cutter that allows melee attacks, dives, etc. Stone. Kirby turns into a stone. Very dull, not screen-shaking action, and there's only one stone variation. <clears throat> Excuse me. Anyways, you get the point. The levels are designed in a very boring way. There are stupid memory puzzles and no secrets. There's no high-speed action, nor is there depth. Replay, rent, or buy. I don't exec uh, suggest playing this game a second time, or a first time for that matter, and if you must try out this game, look at a screenshot. It will tell you how awful it is. Uh, excessive use of parentheses, uh, Jet Hyena. Um, well, your review, kind of well written, kind of well organized and put together, but let me tell you, uh, I'm taking away points because you're wrong. Um, and, and especially just at the very bottom, no secrets. The memory puzzles that you talk about immediately before that are part of the secrets. You have to solve a puzzle in every level to get the good ending. And you're talking about up here, cool characters like Kirby, Meta Knight, and DDD, and the idiot squad that turns out the stories of Dark Matter. Well, there was the Dark Wizard thing in the game you liked. And in Kirby Superstar, which you like and compare this game to a lot, which is not, I mean, they're both Kirby games, but they're very different Kirby games. It's like saying, well, you know, in Mega Man, uh, Battle Network, Mega Man didn't have uh, the plant barrier for Mega Man 6, so it's not as good. It's it's different. Yes, Kirby Superstar had all the other stuff, because that's how it works in Kirby Superstar. This is Kirby's Dreamland. This is a little different. Um, just complaining about the weapons here. Uh, I mean, some of them are not great, but there are bad Kirby weapons in every game, if you you know, really think about it for a minute. Um, complaining about the animals in the game is weird. Didn't mention the story at all. Didn't mention Gooey at all. Uh, the graphics are really friggin' good. Uh, number one. Uh, the music, I can't remember any of it off the top of my head. Gonna be honest. Nothing comes to mind except for what I put in the show last week. And it was hard to narrow it down to those because the music is really good. Um... Kirby music has always been busy. Kirby games have always had a problem with a little bit of slowdown because they put so much into it. Uh, the sound effects are fine. There is there is nothing wrong with the sound effects in this game at all. I don't know why. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm complaining about the stone weapon because it doesn't have multiple sprites is a little... Come on, sir. It's not... Superstar. Moving on. Oh, another one. I should have read the first one before I picked this one. But they're short. Thank goodness. They made it after Kirby Superstar? <clears throat> this one's by Variaz. Oh boy, one of these. The first Kirby game I ever played was Kirby Superstar. I was amazed by how fun it was. Then I tried Kirby's Avalanche and found it pretty fun too. I wanted to try another Kirby game, so I tried this one. Big disappointment. This game is no fun at all. Let's go on with the review. You'll see what I mean. 
Graphics, 3 out of 10. Well, this is the first bad point in the game. In Kirby Superstar, you had big, bright, and colorful graphics. In this game, you have pale and small graphics. In fact, it looks like they were made with pencils. Even the first Kirby on the NES had better graphics, in my opinion. It's like they had a style they wanted to go for and put it in the game. What? I'd hate to see what he thought of Yoshi's Island or uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn. Man, it looks like everything's made of string. What the hell, guys? Jeez. Uh, go and look up a screenshot. The graphics in this game are amazingly good. Sound, 5 out of 10. The sounds are average. Nothing very special here. They are not particularly fun, but they are appropriated. Appropriated for the situation. Okay. Music, 4 out of 10. Unlike Kirby Superstar, there are no memorable tunes in this game. I like the tunes in Superstar a lot, and even those in Kirby's Avalanche were fun to listen to. In this game, they are boring. Simply boring. I was hoping someone was going to complain about that because it's all the same songs. Almost every song in every Kirby game is in every other Kirby game. That's kind of how it goes. Uh, yeah, when I was putting the music in last week's episode. Oh, it's like, oh yeah, this is that song from that level, and this is that song from that level in that other Kirby game. It's the same songs, guys. You're just not liking parts of... You're not liking the game in whole because you're not liking parts of the game. There are games I absolutely cannot stand. Final Fantasy VII being one of them. But you know what? It's got a pretty good soundtrack. I can I can agree with some of these things. I think the gameplay is boring. I think the story is stupid. I hate the characters. Soundtrack's pretty good. I can... I mean... I don't rate the whole game based on that. Gameplay, 4 out of 10. I don't like the gameplay for many reasons. First of all, because of the graphics and the aspect of the game, you don't feel like you're actually playing a fun game. You just feel like you were looking at a drawing made by a child. Also, unlike Kirby Superstar, you don't have a helper, which use the ability you have. Instead, you have a stupid-looking blue helper, which doesn't help so much when you are playing alone. Another thing that bothers me is that in Kirby Superstar, you have about 15 different powers. Now in this game, you only have 8. Considering this game was made after... Superstar, shouldn't there have been more powers? No, because you see, this game is a little more technically complicated and probably has a much larger cart size. So they had to fill up that space with graphics and music and all the other stuff that looks good, which means they had to take things out. Space on console games is not infinite. It is very finite. Ever, ever stop to think about, you know? Do yourself a favor. Go over to vim.net, Mr. Uh, Mr. Variaz. That is indeed your name and just compare cart sizes to games and you'll be surprised. Wow, this game is a tiny cart size. This game is a big cart size. Mm. Let's see. Just saying, that's all. No, whatever. You know, that Final Fantasy V was made after Final Fantasy IV, but you could have five people in your party in Final Fantasy IV. What the hell game? Overall, 3 out of 10. If you are a great Kirby fan, maybe you'll like it. But personally, I don't. Oh, maybe you're not a great Kirby fan. If you want to enjoy it, I'll give you a tip. Play it before you try Kirby Superstar. Because once you tried Kirby Superstar, you won't like this game anymore. Kirby Superstar is our lord and master. And I have a shrine to it in my bedroom. And I pray to Kirby Superstar every day. He tells me many things. Um, you know what? Kirby Superstar is a very good game. I would say it is a better game than this game. Overall, it is a better game than this game. But it's also, like, 
four different short tiny games crammed into one. This is one long standalone game and it's a good game. I don't I don't get the hate from these two people. Looking at some of the other reviews, uh, the full reviews, there's a three and a half, there's a five, there's a four. Um, just because it's not Superstar doesn't mean it's bad from Archmonk Iga. K is for Kirby and Kawhi says Casual Triumph. The last great SNES game. Definitely worth a look. Not what most people expected, though I'm inflated. Kirby's first and only Dream Land game for the SNES, but is it good? Says Psy Potato, who gives it four and a half. Uh, Red Mario. Superstar looks great. Kirby's Dream Land 3 is even better, but one of my favorite. Four and a half. Uh, not the best Kirby game, but still a fine game, says SNES. SSNES Vegeta. Uh, he gave it four and a half. Not the best Kirby game, but still a four and a half. Better than people say. Gooey is just precious. Ah, it's alright. Too many animal friends, says the lone duck. Well, the lone duck would think he has too many animal friends. I mean, there's three bad reviews. I'm just going to take a peek at the third one. Graphics, five. Sound and music, two. Remember the awesome music from Kirby Superstar? That sounded incredible. It's the same. The voices are different. The songs are the same. Graphics, one. The worst part. They look like they were drawn by a kindergarten. Mm. Difficulty four, lasting appeal one. Nobody talks about the story. In any of these bad reviews, nobody mentions the story. That's what makes them bad reviews.
It's time for the news. Our lead story, all American weirdos. <clears throat> Be proud, America. Pardon me one second. That helps me out at all. Two American tourists, Joseph Da Silva, 38, and Travis Da Silva, 36, of San Diego, were arrested in Bangkok, Thailand on November 28th and detained in an immigration detention center after they posted a butt selfie. Yep. On Instagram, taken in front of the Buddhist temple Wat Arun, our temple of the Don. The Perry's Instagram account, Traveling Butts, showcased their hindquarters at tourist sites around the world, but it was deleted shortly after the arrest. District Police Chief Jarofat Thongkomal told Reuters that the two would also be fined for a similar photo at a different temple. How full of yourself do you have to be to think that people want to see your ass at historical sites? I got a great idea, man. Apparently we're, we're bros. So they looked like bros. I saw the story uh, a week or two ago. And yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But why? That's the question. But why? In Birmingham, England, renowned 53-year-old surgeon Simon Bramhall pleaded guilty on December 13th to branding his initials onto human livers using an argon beam during transplant surgeries. A colleague first noticed the initials, SB, in 2013 on an organ during a follow-up surgery, which sparked an investigation, the Guardian reported. Bram Hall resigned in 2014 and acknowledged that marking his patient's liver had been a mistake. But former patient Tracy uh, Scriven of Durham, Wiltshire, told Birmingham Mail that he should be reinstated. Quote, is it really that bad? I wouldn't have cared if he did it to me. The man saved my life. Tracy is correct. Inept Santa moves. Jesse Barube, 32, of Rockland, California, tried using a favorite old trick of St. Nicholas, but he got stuck in the chimney of a citrusite's business he was trying to rob on December 13th and had to call police for help. ABC News reported that the Sacramento firefighters responded and used special equipment to free Barube, who now faces one count of burglary. Citrus Heights police said Barube, quote, does not have the same skills as the real deal. <coughs> Is it burglary if he didn't get away with anything? Or is that attempted burglary? Checks in the mail. Folks, Lorette Taylor of Burlington, Ontario, Canada, responsible for metting, metting out her family's inheritance after her father's death, sent a bank draft last February to her brother, Louis Paul Hebert, for $846,648.46 via UPS. Hebert waited at his local UPS store for the check to arrive, but nothing came in. I came back in the evening. Nothing shows up, he told the CBC. UPS could trace the package only to its distribution center north of Toronto, so along with an apologize for Hebert's inconvenience, UPS refunded the $32 shipping fee. Taylor's Bank, TD Canada Trust, initially assured her the check would be cancelled, but two days later refused to issue a new draft until Taylor signed an indemnity agreement making her and her heirs liable for life should the original check be cashed. Not only that, the bank then asked her to pull up collateral against the new bank draft, but that request was later recalled. Finally, ten months after the whole ordeal began, the bank released the money in Hebert at press time in December, was making the 273-mile drive to pick up the check in person. That seems a little excessive, Bank of Canada. What was your name? What was your name? TD Canada Trust. 
Our next story, it's called Awesome. An unnamed newborn boy went underwent surgery at the Scientific Research Institute of Pediatrics, or SRIP, in Baku, Azerbaijan, to remove a small remainder of a parasitic twin that had attached itself to the baby's back. A penis. Gundas Agave, head of the Institute's ne- neonatal t- uh, neonatology excuse me, department, neonatology, reported to Metro News in December that the baby, quote, has a normal sexual organ where it's supposed to be, and, quote, the penis on the back has been surgically removed. The newborn was not traumatized by the surgery and is already at home with his parents, the doctor said. How would the newborn be traumatized? Doesn't know what it is. Can't see it. It's behind him. Channeling Mike Tyson. British model Chloe Hammond, 27, also known as Chloe Rebel, succumbed to a fit of road rage on March 19th when June Holloway, 56, tapped on her car window to ask her to stop using the phone while driving in traffic in London. Metro News reports that Hammond responded by parking her Audi TT and then, quote, came out of nowhere toward Holloway, kicking her in the stomach, grabbing Holloway's hair, and biting off a piece of her ear. Holloway, bloodied and disturbed, didn't realize part of her ear was missing until someone, quote, picked it up off the floor. In October, Hammond was convicted of causing grievous bodily harm with intent in Southwark Crown Court on December 18th, and a judge sentenced her to five years in jail. To be fair, if you are stuck in traffic, you know, phone, you're not moving. But still, inexplicable. Don't you ever just want to get away? An unnamed man in Catherine Way, Bathiston, England, started digging a, quote, very deep hole in his yard weeks ago but caused a neighborhood disruption when he climbed into the hole on December 12th and refused to come out. Neighbor Dominic Denny told the Bath Chronicle that, quote, it started at about 4 a.m. when there was a lot of shouting and screaming coming from the house opposite me. The young man's family was outside trying to get him back in the house. Emergency responders from a variety of services converged on the scene, even bringing a crane to lower into the hole to retrieve the man. A spokesperson for Avon and Somerset Police later reported that the incident was resolved and, quote, the man got out of the hole on his own accord. Let's leave him in the hole. If he wants to be in the hole, let him be in the hole. He dug the hole. Special delivery, folks. An employee at a TCBY yogurt shop in Matthews, North Carolina, they still have those, got a surprise while opening three packages delivered to the store filled with 200 $20,000 worth of marijuana. Upon further investigation, the store told WSOC-TV the package had been delivered mistakenly and were meant for a P.O. box at the postal store next door. While the origin of the packages is still unknown, the drugs and the recipient's information have been turned over to police, who report that no arrests have been made. Well, he must have been white. Questionable judgment. The mirror reports that a flight attendant with the Urmki Air in China has been suspended after a co-worker captured her on video eating from in-flight meals meant for passengers. I saw this video. In the video, a line of open meals is on a shelf in front of them, a female attendant, who samples from at least two of them with a spoon. The airline said in a statement that the meals were leftovers not handed out to passengers and it was launching a full investigation. Our least competent criminals, the news just keeps trucking along today, Israel Perez Rangel, or Rangel, 38, of Santa Ana, California, raised suspicious beg- uh, suspicion excuse me, begging for money at a service station to put gas in the 2015 Ferrari 458 Spider he was driving on November 1st. 
the $300,000 car was in rough shape, according to the Los Angeles Times, with cracked fins, emblems torn from the body, and vomit caked on the side. When Santa Ana police arrived, Wrangell ran away, but he was caught nearby hiding in bushes. Car owner Susan Friedman of Laguna Beach had left the Ferrari at a Costa Mesa service center in October where it was stolen. The surveillance video confirmed it was Wrangell who nicked the hot rod. Luckily for Friedman, her insurance company cut her check and she replaced the Ferrari with a 2018 Lamborghini Huracan. That's how it's spelled. I love it, she said. And finally, wait, what? Visitors to South Korea for the Winter Olympics may want to make a side trip to Heisendang Park near the coastal town of Sinam. The park, also known as Penis Park, opened to the public in 2007 and was dedicated to the memory of a virgin bride left to be behind by her fisherman fiancé. Locals told the mirror that after being abandoned, the bride was swept out to sea and drowned, causing fish to leave the area. Now her spirit can only be soothed by the sight of male genitalia. The park features nearly 300 erect phallus statues, and about 12,000 visitors, visitors excuse me, take in the titillating sights each year. Most of them, women. And why not? They can do what they want to do.
Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is the show for the week. I hope you enjoyed it. By the way, I forgot to mention this in the intro. I've got every old episode of the show that we have. Missing a couple, but every old episode is back. It is available uh, at electricleftovers.net. Should be available through your podcast apps as well. If you want to dig them up, you can find them. I'm working on getting them all put back in... um, sections at the forums at the website as well and you can find every episode in a full playlist over at youtube if you want a electric thon electric left on a thon thon a triathlon dathlon walkathon i don't know some sort of a thon uh anything else exciting oh episode 150 we made it i think this is the big time this is almost three years we've been doing this now episode 150 my goodness. And what do I have to show for it? Um, a slightly more radio-ish voice, maybe? Anyway, check out the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find us on YouTube, of course. You can find all the episodes ever at lowbiasgaming.net slash electricleftovers, where you can find playlists for the music you hear on the show and all that other stuff. And do be sure to check out Roll Film this week, where we are talking about something. What are we talking about this week? I was not prepared. Uh, Last time we did You Can't Take It With You, so this time... This time we're going to do another movie. Because it would be silly to do the same one twice. Uh, It. It's going to be It. And it's a special one, because we're going to talk about the book a little bit and both versions of the movie and see uh which one is the bestest of them all so yeah a lot of good movies coming up keep an eye out um see you next week Twelve times worse than the worst crack hurt I can say this cause I'm sure You ain't shit, we've been advised to quit But we ain't taking a piss when we say Thanks for all the AIDS And the bombs and the guns and the guns and the bombs on the trains Thanks for all the AIDS And the lives and the wives of the guys who be dying in spades Thanks for all the AIDS And the crap TV and for me and for bringing on the plague Thanks for all the AIDS One more fucking time Thanks for all the AIDS And the Asian flute And for you And for making us slaves Thanks for all the AIDS